thank you so much church i oh <laughs> thank you so much pastor <laughs> oh, not my finer moment <laughs> no. First of all, I would like to thank my Almighty God, uh, who has brought me and my family uh, to this wonderful place, uh, uh, Noel, right? Or Noel? Uh, Noel. Noel. Sorry for that, because it's a French word, but I know the meaning. It's called new, right? <laughs> That's most important. Uh, and uh, we are so glad that we are here, and we also want to say thank you to Pastor Dale, his family, and also to the church board. Uh, thank you to the mission uh, board also. Thank you for inviting us and giving us this wonderful opportunity. I always consider a big uh, privilege and honor when it comes to preach and teach or to share about God, our, our living God. And thank you, worship team, for what a wonderful time that you have helped us to lead in a time of presence of God. Like, no, in the time of presence of God. Thank you so much. I feel that anointing. Thank you so much. Uh, I have a lot of things to share. Uh, from yesterday, we have been sharing. Those who were here yesterday have heard about how God sent those missionaries to our country, India, and how my grandparents received Jesus. So the first slide that you are seeing is, is go. And yesterday I was telling, it's kind of like a negative thing. A speaker is coming to you and showing the first slide, go. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, you, you should not go. Please don't go. I mean, you have to listen to this and then you go. And then you come back, and that's how it's going to be, that we go out and we share the gospel, and then we come back again in the Sunday service. We give thanks to that. Somebody was asking me a few years before, what is church service? I say the church service is, for me, of course, being in the presence of the Lord, but also a time where we thank God for the whole week, and also a time to say thank you in front of God's people. That's what church means to me, and that's what we do all the time. So go is something... That we need to go for, for, our, for our Christ, for our Jesus, who has given his life to tell about him. Matthew 28, 19. That's the scripture that I have just tried to just kind of give a theme uh, for to yesterday and today. That we have to go. In that scripture, Jesus says, go and make disciples in the nation. And I will be with you. This kind of a call was heard by missionaries whom you sent 110 years before to the country called India. And if you please go to the next slide, you will see that how this wonderful group of people, it's not only them, there were many, many missionaries who came to India. But I would like to just focus on this picture because these were the missionaries when my grandparents were, were Hindus. They were not knowing about Jesus. And these were these wonderful people. They went in the farm, in the field, in the, wherever they will find people, they will go. They were not waiting in just opening a church and they were not waiting that people will come. But actually they went out. They went in the fields where these farmers were doing their farming thing. My grandparents were farmers. They were not knowing Jesus. But these missionaries told them about Jesus. And they heard this gospel, good news. And when somebody hears good news, they will never be sad. For sure. And they heard this good news. They took it and they said, we also want to share this same good news to others. The missionaries said, well... Let's do this. But at that time, there were a lot of 
like a, what do you say, uh, in, in a family there were at least 8 or 10 children. So the missionaries thought, okay, let's do something for them. So they opened up a school. I'm just kind of like uh, revising, and sorry for those who were yesterday, it's kind of a repetition for you, but I'll quickly go to the new one. But those who were not yesterday, just to give a background at where we are trying to share this story. So if you please go to the next slide. This was the school that the missionaries started. And my dad and my mom, and even my wife's dad, studied in that school. It was a neat thing that the missionaries gave us Jesus, but they also opened up, School, because at that time in India, I'm talking about 1950s and 60s, so you can see some cool pictures of 1950s and 60s, that they were just ministering to, to uh, the kids in, in the form of giving them good education. As I said, that at that time in 50s and 60s in India, education was rare, like it was not a privilege. It was not everybody will go to school, only the few people will go to school, those who have money. But missionary said, okay, let's open up this school. And that's where my dad and mom studied in this Nazarene school. Not only that, they saw the third thing that we have to do for this community is that there was no hospital. And the Nazarene missionaries opened up a hospital called Reynolds Hospital in Washim. Even today the hospital is there in Maharashtra. We come from a state Maharashtra. And uh, India has uh, 29 states, and that's one of the states. So mich- uh, the missionaries, when Nazarene missionaries came to India, they were praying which state to go, because there were many states. And they chose the state of Maharashtra. And that's why today the church of the Nazarene is strong in, this, in the state of Maharashtra. And it's growing. It's almost in 22 states now. Praise God for those missionaries. Yes, amen. Thank you, Jesus, for those missionaries who came, who gave us Jesus who gave us good education, who gave us good health. And this hospital, my dad used to tell me that it was a blessing for 10 villages around because there was no hospital in that range. This was the only hospital. And people from all directions will come to take treatment in this hospital. What a wonderful work that those missionaries, they went, they, 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 they heard the call, go. They, went, they left their country, this beautiful country. They left their privileges here, the, all the comfort and everything. Because you know, 110 Fahrenheit is nothing for us. <laughs> At least we go till 115 or 20 in some places. Not in the place where my brother Sanjay comes from. His place is a little cooler than what we, the, the central, Maha, uh, central India and the rest of the South India is very hot. So missionaries stayed in those kind of situations. At least they used to tell that once a week there will be a nice cobra roaming around their house. I use the word nice. It's not a good adjective, right? (laughs) Cobras are dangerous. (laughs) They are not fun like to have around your houses. But missionaries lived around those kind of situations and climate and weather and this kind of uh, animals around. But they didn't give up. Many of their missionaries lost their children. I know that about a missionary that they lost two of their children because they went in some lake. They thought the the water is good and they were swimming, but they drowned because the mud was there inside. The missionaries lost their children, but they didn't give up. They stayed there in India just because they heard the call, go. And it was similar to us that God wanted us to come to U.S. It's a long story. Yesterday, those who heard, they, they know about it, but I'm going to go fast track. That when we heard the call to come to U.S., we thought it is only for education. I uh, applied in Nazarene Theological Seminary for my Master's in Theology. 
and me and my family, I never wanted to leave. You can see that just for these two days, I brought my whole family. <laughs> Pastor actually said to me, you can fly and come in. I said, but if, if I can come with my family, that will be great. He said, great, that will be fine. We will arrange your accommodation. Because wherever I go, I, I, I take with them because they are part of this, this mission story that I'm going to share. And I love them. I cannot live without them. I mean, that is a different thing. If, if I have something to do, like for four or five days just by myself, I'll definitely go. As we went to Palcon, I mean, I was just there. But most of the time, I try to take them. Why? Because they are the source of energy also for me to do this mission work. So when we were planning to come for two and a half years in the U.S., how am I going to leave them in India? So I said, God, we are going to go together. And we came in U.S., in the month of January 2015. And I have a beautiful wife who is not only just beautiful, but she also shares. And when she shares, you know, people get blessed. More than what I share. So I'm going to invite her. And for the next five minutes, she is going to share you that how God blessed us in this beautiful country. When we came, we were having money only for three weeks. And from here now, I will give to her. Thank you. Good, mo- Good morning, church. Uh, it is such a blessing to share about uh, how God provides and how God takes care of us. Uh, as as Primur was telling, uh, when when God called us, uh, we said we will go as how Abraham did. God said go, and he did that. He obeyed. He obeyed with his family. He took his family with him. And that's what we we also came together as a family. Uh, we have the two children. Uh, actually, my daughter was in school, and uh, my son was not in the school when we were in India. We said, okay, God, now we are here. If you see, uh, the thing is, like, there is a difference in want and need. We said, okay, God, we are here. I don't know what is going to happen. We have the money at least for three weeks. After that, you, you said, come, we are here now. Take care of us. And that's what God said. Okay, you're here. I'll take care of you. You are having only uh, the money which can stay only for three weeks. Within that three weeks, you believe it or not, God provided the, especially for house for us. You know, God said, you are here, I'm going to take care of you. Because you obeyed. And that's what happened. Every time we used to go on our knees and we used to pray, God, we are here. I don't know what is going to happen. We took a f- like step of faith. And that's what God said. You took a step. And that's what happened. Like, Premal got a job within, within the three weeks. We got the house. We got the job. It was in Kansas. You know, in Kansas, it's... It's a, such a blessing. Uh, the weather is different. There is a snow in India. We, we hardly see the snow, uh, not in our place. But that's what God provided the house and the job. As a mother and father, as we, like when we came here, we used to think about our children's education. Some people said they can, uh, you can take care of them, like you can do the homeschooling. We were a little concerned. We said, no, we, we really want to send them in school. We don't want to take them, keep inside the house. Because that's what we do in India. And, you know, as a mother, every day I used to go on my knees. I said, God, my children are here. And I don't want to see my children are suffering. They are waiting or maybe they are missing something. They really need a school. And that's what God provided in Kansas City, the best school uh, for my son and for Natali. And they were, they both were blessed. 
we had a like small uh, there was one grandpa and grandma they got like there there was one family they adopted them as a grandpa and grandma like grandchildren that was such a blessing you know it's like small small things but god provided god said you obeyed i'm going to be, take care of you if it is his will that is his will and that's what happened god provided them school we were not having any single insurance because premal was not earning that much uh and i'm the dependent visa that's what i cannot work but i was having the god who can provide everything the only thing he said ask me how will provide and that's what happened within that two and half years we were in kansas we were not having any insurance but god gave us good health we we forward not sick within that two and half year and when we said okay god this is so good but god said no i'm not going to stop here he said i'm going to call you for mission we were thinking we'll go back but god said no and suddenly premal came and he said kavita there is a call from texas what will happen i said okay let's go on our knees we were praying together as a family you know family texas place was so good they they provided house district they dr downs uh, and his wife and his team they just took care of us like anything we came to texas uh, last year in august and then uh, we started our ministry uh, mission journey from there and god provided there also good like very good house not only that as a mother again the school thing was happening but you know such a blessing we have nazarene school in her, in in our district and that's what uh, that school said don't worry uh, it's it's called nazarene christian academy in fourth ward and they said don't worry we are going to take care of their education uh, one year and now this is the second year they are going to that school god is amazing you will see the uh, for, uh, the picture uh, like next slide you can see that picture they are enjoying they are not only the uh, education but spiritually they are growing and that's what happening their grandparents went to nazarene school and now also they are, they are such a blessing they both are going in nazarene school family i really want to say one thing go on and on your knees god will provide each and everything take a step of faith god will provide that god will honor that and that's what happening with our family we really want to say thank you and praise you for that thank you thank you thank you so much isn't she wonderful <laughs> I mean I I feel like uh, instead of me she should only speak uh, she makes uh, herself cry and and most of the women cry in the church <laughs> uh, but she has this statement if you please go to the next slide the more you are on on your knees I'll demonstrate that she demonstrated that but once again the more you are on your on your knees the more you are able to stand this is not a quote that I got from some internet or anything this is our personal experience in our life that whenever we have need and she said there is a difference between need and want we want a lot of things maybe god will not provide but if we need something god will provide when we obeyed the call to come to us just for studies i was not having any assurance my dad and mom said are you mad that you are going why why not doing a masters in india we have lot of seminaries in india too 
But I said, God is calling me for something like education. I want to go to US and I want to take the family. They said, okay, you go alone. Why you want them to die there? Because you don't have an assurance of job. You don't have assurance where you're going to stay. You don't have assurance of your scholarship. How you're going to manage? I said, believe that, that our God will provide. And as she shared, that just three weeks money that we came from. We didn't tell anybody. Please don't take me wrong. I didn't share it with anybody. Not with my president of my seminary or with anybody. But we only know, knew that we had only money for three weeks. Because we sold everything. Gold, car, everything in India. And we came. We took a slight loan also to come to US. We didn't ask money for flight ticket or anybody to anyone. We just came. And we were having three weeks money. And that three weeks money was also, not, I mean, like when it would have finished, we were not having money to go back also to India. Unless I make a crime and they deport me back. <laughs> which I'm not going to do because I'm a minister of God. So, so the, the thing is, like I said, like the three weeks money finished, what we are going to do? God, please. And I applied in my seminar and I said, give me any kind of job. I love to clean toilets, uh, move, or like do anything. Give me some job. And they said, the, the, the in charge of the maintenance is only because he, he had a daughter. Praise God, he had a daughter. But in my heart, I said, God, uh, for me, not the right time, because when he will come back and join, because once he come back and then only he can sign and then I get the, the job. Exactly in the third week, he came back from his leave. That's where my money was almost getting finished. And he said, OK, you got the job. And that's how God provided. That's always our experience at the last moment. It will be late, but our God will show up. Amen. For some of us, it will be late. For some of you, it may be early. But those who are praying for something, this is an encouragement for you. Our God at the last moment will show to you. For sure. For sure. Praise the Lord. And as, as we were, like in 2016, we were praying for our next step. We thought like, okay, masters of theology, we go back to our country. There are not many few, many masters in theology. So we'll get a good job in the church and things like that. A nice big church. And I may get an uh, assistant pastor's job. That was my whole thing and we were happy that one more year 2017 i'll be graduating and in that situation i met dr downs who is the district superintendent of west texas church of the nazarene and he was uh, he's a board of member and right now he's the chairman of the board but at that time he was the board of member and he came for the board meeting and my president dr carla sunberg at that time who is now the general superintendent of our church of the nazarene she asked me, Primal, can you share your testimony in five minutes? I said, ma'am, five minutes? Oh, that's, that's the hardest thing for me to do. For any preacher to share anything in five minutes, I'll tell. You ask Pastor Dell. <laughs> so she said, five minutes, Primal, because you have, there are three more students. I said, okay, I'll try. So I said, God, I prayed. Again, I went on my knees. I said, God, in five minutes, what am I going to share? My God said to me that all these board members will be sitting. Just go and say thank you. To them for sending missionaries to India. That's all. And I did that. I obeyed. I went and I just said thank you for sending missionaries to India. And because you sent the missionaries. My grandparents received Jesus. My parents received Jesus. And I received Jesus. So thank you for sending missionaries. <laughs> and as I just sat on the table. I met Dr. Downs. Who was also happening to sit on the same table. We didn't know each other. He didn't know about me. I don't know about him. I don't know. He's a district superintendent. And he said I like your testimony. And he asked me the next question, what you are going to do next? I said, sir, I think so, I'll be going back to India. He said, fine, but uh, let's pray because there are 7,500 to 100,000 Asian Indians just living in the Dallas metroplex area. And I'm the district superintendent of that West Texas, 
which runs from Fort Worth to Amarillo almost. It's a big district. So we have 100 churches uh, on our district. Uh, we have all kinds of new, new ministries coming up. We have Bhutanese ministry. We have African ministry, a cactus in cactus. But we are praying for Indian ministry, Asian Indian ministry. Will you be interested in coming? I said, sir, thank you for this thing, wonderful opportunity, but I'll go to my wife and pray. I think so. he was very impressed with that answer because I didn't say yes to him immediately. Of course, she is the neck, I'm the head. So <laughs> wherever the neck moves, the head moves, right? <laughs> so but I said, I'll go and pray. And I, I prayed with her and we prayed and we told to our daughter also because she was in, in that time, uh, in, in the age where she was also ready to take a decision. So I said, daughter, we don't want to be hard on you because just... You'll not believe this. She is in seventh grade, but she has already seen four schools in her life. And which is kind of a heart for her. I appreciate her because we are moving. In India also, we used to be missionaries. We used to move from places to places. And again now from Kansas City to move to Texas will be a challenge. So we prayed as a family. And in January 2017, we said yes to Texas because God showed us go. Go to Texas. And how that go came? I would like to take you from the book of Nehemiah. Please, if you have your Bible, can you open to Nehemiah chapter 1? I know it's on the screen. If, you are, if your eyesights are very good, you can see on the screen. But you also can use the Bible if you have on your app or if you have the manual uh, with you, the manual Bible. So, Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 2b, I, I would like to start. Now, this is a wonderful chapter that how Nehemiah got a call to go to Jerusalem. To be, it says, and I asked them concerning the Jews who escaped, who had survived the exile, and concerning Jerusalem. Now, who is asking whom? It is Nehemiah who is asking to the ones who came to uh, that palace. And I asked them concerning the Jews who escaped, who had survived the exile, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the remnant there in the province who had survived the exile is in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are destroyed by fire. As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days and I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Nehemiah, if you see in verse 11 of the same chapter, was a cup bearer of the king. Now this was very important work or job I would say. Uh, being a cupbearer of a king, it's not a simple thing. Because whatever the king will eat or drink, first the cupbearer has to drink or eat it. To make sure that there is no poison. So that to make sure that the king is not eating any junk. He will always check. Nehemiah was having that important position in Susa Palace. Just to give a background of that. I love expository messages. Sometimes back when I will come again, I will definitely would like to just preach. But today my, my commitment is also to tell you what we are doing in Arlington. So I just want to go a little bit fast on this chapter. But just to tell you the background that this was something happening in the Susa Palace. Nehemiah was having a very important position. He was close to the king. King used to like him. But when he heard some people came from Jerusalem and when he asked them, you know, you naturally ask people if, if, if they are from your country or if they are from your state. For example, I, now, now I call myself a Texan because one of my Texas friends said, when you move to Texas, people when they will ask you, where are you from? Don't say that you are from India. 
Even don't say that you are from US. Say them that I'm a Texan. I said, okay. He's from Texas, so he loves Texas. Okay. So he, I said, okay. So I said, how to greet the Texans? And he said, just simply go there and say, yo, how are you? So I said, okay, I'll try to learn that. So, you know, you feel happy when you meet your, your, your people from your country. I was so happy to meet, uh, uncle and auntie, uh, uh Sanjay's, uh, father and mother, uh, and their family. Uh, because, you know, it's, it's a joy. If you come to India as a missionary and if you see somebody from Louisiana, oh, uh, you have, you must be having your own way of, like, no greeting or saying hi or something like that. So, the same way, Nehemiah, as he saw his people coming into the palace, he inquired to them, how are our people doing? And what was the news? The news was not good. It was a bad news. The news was, and they said to me, the remnant there in the province who had survived the exile is in great trouble and shame. How you will feel when, for example, I asked to, uh, like, no, my, 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 my people, hey, how are people are doing back in our country? Now we have, like, news and internet and we can know. We don't need to ask people also that how is our country doing. We just can go on Google and type India's news. I'll get the news of India. But during those times, there was no internet. So people used to ask people if they come from their country, from their state. So Nehemiah was asking them and they were sharing that our people are in great trouble and shame. And one more thing he said, the wall of Jerusalem is broken. So this was the news, news that they shared. And the news was not good, as I, as I am telling in from the scripture. But when he heard that news, one response that he gave was, pray, fasting. He didn't say like, God, why you are doing this to my people? I'm enjoying in this palace, but my people are suffering and I'm getting angry on this. But he didn't complain. The first thing the verse 4 says, As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. And I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Isn't it a wonderful reply for any problems? It was a problem that he heard the bad news. Okay. But he didn't give up there. He just said, okay, let me pray about it. And then from verse 5 to verse 10 or 11, it's a prayer of Nehemiah. It's a wonderful prayer. As I said, I love to do an expository message on this sometimes. Because it's a wonderful prayer. He prays. And and at the verse 11, it says, at the time I was a cupbearer to the king. And you know what, if you go in the book of Nehemiah further, the king granted his request. He, 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 he applied to the king. He gave an application to the king. King, can I go back to my people and help them? Because their situation is in problem. They're, they're, the walls of Jerusalem is broken down. And I want to go and repair the wall of Jerusalem. And the king granted him permission and, and Nehemiah went to Jerusalem. That is the story. But why I brought this, this chapter today, this morning? Unless and until you have love for the people, you cannot minister them. Again, I'll say, unless and until you have love for your people, you cannot minister them. I'm very sure Pastor Dell and his wife and their family loves you all. And that's why they're serving you. It's not a profession, a job. Oh, that, oh, you have to go and be a pastor in that church. And then, okay, it's a job and I'm taking it. And I'm, that's why I'm going and doing it. So when the West Texas called me, I said, God... We started praying and God showed us this chapter, Nehemiah. And God gave us a burden and a vision for our people. 
And I would say more than that, God gave us love for our people. Because our experience when we came to, to US, we used to say, we used to go to Indian grocery shop. And we used to go to Indian grocery shop and we used to see Indian people. And we used to get excited about, oh wow, Indian people, hi, namaste. Like, no, like, no smile. Our own people, no, no, not giving smile. You know, reason why is because the thing is, they don't know the Lord. They don't know the true love. They are here to make money. By the way, those Indians who are here, I'll tell you, they are very self-sufficient. They have good jobs, IT professions, doctors, engineers. Whoever Indians you see here, they have money. <laughs> yeah, because we come here, we take education and we get good jobs and we don't go back. Which is okay. No problem. I'm not against of it. But, but, but the problem is, most of them doesn't know the Lord. They come from the Hindu background. And, and the, for them, money, self-sufficiency is important. And you know, it's very hard to reach a self-sufficient person. It's easy to reach a poor person because he has a need. He will, he will, he will talk to you. He will, he will, he will give you some re- response. But it's very hard to, re- to reach to a, to, a, to a self-sufficient person. So we used to see Indians and, and we decide, man, like, why they are not giving us a smile? So we, know, we were not having love. Let me confess this. We were not having love for our people. And then when the West Texas district is calling us to start an Indian ministry, we said, nope. <laughs> we will minister to others. To Americans or to Mexicans, to other, I mean, there are people, but not to Indians. Why? Because they don't smile. They, do, they don't want to talk to us. So, we prayed and God talked to us through this chapter and God said, no, you go. I will give you love in your heart for your people. And I'll tell you, now there is so much of love in my heart for my people. Because there are 7,500,000 people in Dallas Metroplex area. And let me give you the next statistics. Out of those 7,500,000 people, 90% doesn't know the Lord. There are very few Christians in the in, in, in U.S., those who come from India, like Brother Sanjay or his family or me. Very few are there like Christians. Most of them, I would call them pre-Christians or non-believers. So God gave us the burden and the vision from this chapter and we said, let's go. So next slide, if you please go. 7,500,000 people. God, how are we, we just four of us, are we going to reach to them? So God gave us a plan. God gave us a strategy. You ask God, God will guide you. Just before, uh, in one slide, I showed that in Acts chapter 8, verse 26, the, the Spirit of the Lord said to Philip, go to the south road of Gaza. Now, this dream or vision that he got from the angel, he didn't know what's going to happen in that desert because it was a desert place. But you know what? Philip listened to the Holy Spirit. And Philip said, okay, I'm going. Without asking any further question. Abraham, go. Abraham didn't ask question. Let's go. Moses, the same thing. Go. And he went. Disciple, Jesus is telling to disciples, go and make disciples. Where, well, Lord? God, God, I will show you. Definitely God shows. And the same thing, we went to, uh, we, we came to uh, Fort Worth. August 2nd, 2017, last year we came to Fort Worth. And the district gave us a good house, like, no, we started living, nice, good salary and everything. But we said, God, how to reach this 7,500,000? There are many. And God said to us, she has a gift of hospitality. And that gift is to make food for people. We used to do it in India also. So God said, and we used to do it in Kansas City also, by the way. Whatever limited money that we used to have, we used to invite people for tea. 
they were surprised this guy doesn't have much money to earn why he gives keep on calling us and giving us tea i said that's our culture we love doing that so she said i will cook food and god showed us university of texas arlington have you heard about prayer walk of course i'm, I'm asking a silly question but uh, to a church which prays <laughs> so we did we started doing prayer walk but in us you cannot do prayer walk because you always have cars here right so we said like prayer drive so we used to take our car and we used to go around and pray so god showed us university of texas arlington now let me give you a statistics university of texas arlington has 46000 students americans internationals all together out of 46000 10000 are international students out of that 10000 students international students no wonder no surprise 4000 are asian indians they are studying masters of computer masters biomedical water water masters and some are studying phd so as i said indians are like smart they come here to study and then they did they, they, they get good jobs here so god showed us arlington the mission field uta university of texas arlington and god said start a student ministry and we started this ministry and god started to grow it if you go to the next slide please this was the first time that we met in our house we started with only four students and it always starts with one right first we have to go and tell the gospel to one <laughs> and then it god starts multiplying it uh, you you can also see a, a pastor there who helped us pastor chris banningham he is the pastor of uh, renovation community church of the nazarene he was praying from 2013 and yesterday those who were here yesterday do you remember i told that god started making us unsettled in 2013 because of this man <laughs> he started praying for asian indian ministry in 2013 and i am very particular about timing and date i don't know about you but i am very because our god is right on time believe it or not he does things in the right way right time we think it's late but according to him it's not late This pastor was praying from 2013 to start a Asian Indian ministry in Dallas Metroplex area. He is a pastor from Fort Worth and he was praying for Indian ministry and guess what 2013 we started feeling restless in India because everything was fine there but God said to us go to US we thought it's only for education we finished our education and we met this pastor because our Dr Downs our district superintendent introduced this pastor to us saying that he is interested in indian ministry he will help you initially he helped us he used to take his church van to uta campus we used to make friendship with all the students and one by one slow slowly and steadily we started growing but this was the first meeting in our house and yesterday we celebrate, celebrated the first anniversary by the way it's not a coincidence that we came here to share about this ministry yesterday was one year that we started meeting in our house praise god, praise god. by god's grace within the next 2 3 minutes i'm going to show you very quick slides if you can please go begin to grow by god's grace see the one started growing to 5 the 5 started growing to 12 in this picture there are 12 students or seven students and then the next we started celebrating their birthdays also then during christmas time last year 2017 this is what our group looked like during christmas time then if you please go to the next slide this was like during new year our fellowship started growing this is our group 30 2017 31st january oh, oh sorry first first uh, january 2018 this was the picture if you please go to the next slide 
Easter service. We did. We don't have a church. This like like this wonderful, beautiful church. So right now we don't have a church. So I was praying to God. God, the group is swelling, growing. We need a place. God said, at this moment, not. I'm not going to provide you at this moment. So God, we, where we are going to meet the Easter service? God said, meet in a park, open park. And there is a uh, there is a park on the campus of UTA, University of Texas Arlington. I invited all my friends, those who are in our group. We made a group. We have a WhatsApp group. So more than 50 students are now in my WhatsApp group. How they are coming How they are coming to this Sunday service, you know why? Because Friday, my wife cooks food for almost 30 students. And we feed them freely. It's all God. God gave us a strategy to, to go and reach out to these students. And you know, students is, is, a, is a good field to, re, to tell the gospel. Because once they get job, they are again self-sufficient. It's hard to reach. They are like our other Indian families then. They don't talk, they don't smile. But right now they smile. Because student needs food, you know. And when I say my wife cooked food, when I, when I say my wife cooked food for 30 students, I didn't say 30 people. So you guess how many people then. Because one student is equal to two people, I think so. <laughs> if you go to the next slide, that we, we started praying for our country. This is on 15th August. This picture was taken on 15th August, two, uh, 2018. 15th August is our Independence Day. So we celebrate, celebrated our Independence Day. Right now, Arlington First Church of the Nazarene has opened up their church. Because we didn't have church during Easter time, during May that, that, that month. And the Arlington First Church, Church of the Nazarene, this is where I like, like the Church of the Nazarene. They said, come on in, we will give you our place. Worship in our place. So that's their church. Arlington First Church. Now we have a church. So we can meet on Sundays. So after Friday, because after every good Friday there is Easter, right? So same way in our ministry after Friday, God said that I will give you Sunday also. So we started disciplining these, these students. We, we shared gospel to more than 50 students so far by God's grace. And out of those 50 students, I'll tell you the average, every Sunday, 8 to 10 students will come to hear the gospel or, or the word of God where I preach and I share about Jesus. It's happening wonderfully. If you please go to the next slide. This is in one, one slide I try to say. And this is our favorite park. I said to my, doctor, uh, my district superintendent, Dr. Downs, that let's, the, the name of the park is Doug Russell Park. It's on the campus. I said, let's make it to the name like this, Nazarene Park. Because that's where the ministry of Nazarene is happening. Uh, we pray also uh, there and we play also. I play soccer. By the way, I keep myself fit. I play with them because to do a student ministry, <laughs> you need to be fit. <laughs> they will ask you to run around with them. And if, they, if you don't play with them, then you know, you cannot connect with them. So I play soccer with them, which I love. I play, I, I play soccer. And it must be surprising to you that the Indians are playing soccer because we like to play cricket, which is a little bit similar to your baseball. So, but they, they, I think so because of the World Cup happened in 2018, they are in the mood of playing soccer more. So we play soccer, we pray together, we eat together. You see, you see this, this student. And now we have more than 50 students who are in our list. It's all God's doing. And they are coming to Christ more. Like I, I cannot say, like yesterday I used a word, that I don't want to say that they are convert. Because that's kind of a, like a very negative term for our Indians. Oh, we are convert. So they don't want to call themselves convert. But I, say, I will say that there are at least 5 to 10 who are very close to receive Jesus. I call them pre-Christians. And they come on Sundays. And, and the Friday, the group is growing. So if you please go to the next slide. 
the result of go they have come because we went they have come every friday more than 20 students attend or i would say more than 30 now uh, attend every sunday on average 5 to 10 students and one family attends the worship so today we will be missing the service so last slide i would like to call my wife because she i love her i, I put in the slide right oh yeah <laughs> yeah she is the backbone of this ministry i am a talker actually i just talk but she is the one who 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 cooks and that's why a lot of students are coming to this ministry and i want to say thank you for a wonderful wife that god has given me because of her lot of things are happening in arlington will you please pray the last slide is about prayer request will you please pray for our family at this time i would like to request uh, my kids also to come forward and please pray for a place we want a permanent place on the campus of course the church of the nazarene is helping us but we want a place permanent place where we can reach out this 4000 indian students and i think so whole life will just go to reach out these students but if god is in it he will do it in years already in just one year we have reached to more than 50 students and please pray that more families will join indian families because if five indian families join this church will just grow up thank you pastor will you please pray for us I want our missions council to come. I want Ben to come, our own missionary to UL. I want Sanjay, Pastor Sanjay, Pastor Tori, y'all come. And uh, let's gather around this family and, and let's just pray a prayer blessing over them. Lord Jesus. Thank you that you still speak. Thank you that you still call. Thank you for obedient servants that say, "Here am I, Lord, send me." We thank you that you still provide, God. as they have shared their story lord we just we just celebrate you and that you are so faithful so lord we pray over this precious family god that you would continue to use them god that as they make disciples god that you would just provide and 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 lord prepare the way before them god we believe a great revival for university of arlington at texas at university of texas at arlington god that will reverberate all through lord i can just see as these students are converted god and they go and make disciples lord through the hospitals through the engineering departments of lord everywhere they go lord that they can be a part of the great awakening that we believe is happening god as as ben ministers and ben make disciples right here at the university of lafayette god lord as we minister in our neighborhoods this week you reminded me of of 22 people in my neighborhood lord just moments away from my house god lord so use us in our own 
own place. Lord, let us hear the voice of the Lord this morning. Send us today, God, to the lost and the lonely, God. And use us, God. Use this family, God. Flow through them, Lord. God, I pray over the hospitality time as they make meals, as they open up their home. God, as they break the bread of life, as they minister, God, that you would just bless in the Sunday services, God. Give them strength. We pray for the family. We pray for the place, God. And we pray over their ministry, God, that you would just anoint them and empower them. Give them the desires of their heart, God. When they're homesick, God, I pray that you just bless them and strengthen them in the inner man and the inner woman by the power of your spirit. Lord, we thank you for our Nazarene family. We thank you for the education of the children. God, continue to use them. In the strong and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Stay right where you are this morning. We're going to just continue in this atmosphere. Thank you so much, my brother. Open up your heart. We'll have an opportunity to to share a love offering with them, and and um, if our some of our ushers will come, and Sanjay and Tori, you help me insist this morning. Everyone, I, I know I have at least seventy five cards this morning. Uh, Susan Shockey and Kay Bolton already texted me and told me what their pledges were. So if this is this is a card and it says my faith promise commitment. Somebody asked me I did not complete my commitment from last year. That that's okay. That's this is faith promise. So we're going to start over again today. You ask the Lord today by faith today. God, what do you want me to do? And we get to be a part of a story that's 50 and 60 years ago. Somebody gave 70, 80 years ago to send missionaries to India. That would open up a school, that would open up a hospital, that Pramal's grandparents would come to know Jesus, and, and then he would be sent back, he and his family, back to Kansas, back to Texas, and the work of the ministry goes forward. So you're part of something big. You're part of something big. I got to figuring up, if you go to Starbucks, if you go to CC's and you get a Frappuccino or a latte, it's five bucks, maybe five fifty times fifty two weeks, that's two hundred and sixty dollars. So I'm just saying we do what we want to do. <laughs> and I'm I'm praying prayerfully now, fill this out. You'll you'll keep the there's a perforation there, you'll keep the small tab and in a moment as you fill it out by faith. Uh, if you'll just fill that out, Brad, if you'll come up front and help me with a calculator. Uh, our ushers, when you're finished with it, just raise it. I'm going to fill mine out. And uh, Lord, just guide us right now. By faith, we're going to make some pledges. Or we need to raise somewhere around $10,000 this morning. God, we, we this is your work. We are your people. And we're trusting you right now by the Spirit of God. Lord, some of us need to give $5. Some of us need to give $1,000. Some of us need to give 2000 Lord, whatever your Spirit says to us today, that we will do. In Jesus' name, amen. When you have it filled out, just lift it up and our ushers will grab it and bring it up here to begin calculating it.
you have a whole year to get it in, and any any time you give throughout the year, if you'll just mark it in the offering, Faith Promise, that helps us track it. So you can give any given Sunday. You can just mark it Faith Promise on the envelope or your check. And uh, our uh, treasure, which Miss Janice has served so faithfully, we'll be honoring her uh, later. But uh, Mary Ann now serves as our treasurer. Our money team just take, keeps track of that. And, uh, and we're able to track it throughout the year. We're already at forty-eight fifty, four thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars pledged for the year. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can never outgive God. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you for your faithfulness, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Eight thousand four hundred and sixty five and counting. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Well, glory to God. Nine thousand six eighty five. Ten thousand nine eighty five. Bless you, Jesus. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Eleven thousand six seventy five.
It's at least 13,265. We don't know. We maybe have maybe a duplicate in there. I believe that's the highest you've ever, ever pledged. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, God. I know many gave out of just, just pure faith this morning, God. Lord, I'm believing you. I know you, you are faithful. He who calls it will also do it, God. And so, Lord, as we sacrifice, as we give, Lord, we just praise you. I thank you for obedient hearts today. God, you love cheerful givers. And I know your heart is just bursting with pride this morning, God. You are so thankful that we have partnered with you in the work that will go forward around this globe. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this incredible people. Thank you for their obedience, Lord. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I want to show you one more thing. Are we good? I got 12 images from Crossroads Tabernacle. This is too good. I'm going to have you all gather around my phone. So I just want you to watch. This is my brother-in-law on the platform of Crossroads Tabernacle. Just advance through them. That's my in-law standing there. You've met Kay and Henry, Aaron and Amy. He's writing his board on the his name on the restored prodigal board. I wrote his name on the prodigal board, but when the prodigal now has come back, he's writing his name. You've seen this probably, the restored prodigal board. He's writing his name, Glenn Watkins. Isn't that awesome? Thank God. Thank God. I can't wait to have him here to to share his testimony. Stand to your feet today. You glad you came to church? Woo! Glory. Yeah, if if you've got a special love offering or gift, you want to just put it in the basket here. Uh, Anything, we we will be blessing them as a a congregation, our special speakers. But uh, just, uh, Lord... (laughs) Oh, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, uh, Lord. We know when you're at work and, and, and you just do amazing things. And you've done an amazing work. So, Lord, we give you praise. Nearly $14,000 this morning, God, by faith pledged to the work, your work around the globe. We believe, Lord, locally and globally that we will many souls will be one to the kingdom in the strong and the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Look, I mean just this is good stuff y'all. If if we go over and and we receive over what we're pledged to world evangelism, we can we can do with that. We can bless ministries and and local missions, foreign mission, uh the ministry at our at Arlington, so uh, be faithful with that and we'll be good stewards to put it right where God tells us to. So God bless you.